0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacovich, here in Pittsburgh. And, Ramon, a fun weekend Man. of NFL
1: playoffs, wasn't it? It was. The NFL knows how to drum it up, do they not?
0: Oh, I mean, even the games you thought were going to be complete clunkers. Yeah. You ended up hanging on, you know, because you're thinking, okay, the Chargers are going to charge her, right? (laughs) You're just going to watch, right? And and, and even some of these other games that that looked like they were going to be blowouts and never were, like Buffalo and Miami. You know? I, just,
1: I, I knew Buffalo was gonna run away with it. It was like, oh yeah, this will be a snoozer. No, no chance at all, man. The only game that wasn't a snoozer that was a snoozer was the San Francisco, Seattle game. But Gino, Geno Smith still made it
0: very entertaining, though. You know? Yeah, but, but nobody thought that was gonna be the case. That one was actually supposed to be a good game. I know,
1: I know, but really good football this entire weekend. And now, let's throw this out there. Organically made, man. Organically made. Hear me out. What do you mean by that? Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that's what you mean by that. Okay. (laughs) Everybody, for the most part, in house. Got a quarterback in house. Most of your defensive pieces in house. Offensive weapons, for the most part, in house. Offensive line in-house
0: wow and what was the one outside piece that they got that they were missing Ev- the most was it was it evan egram the tight end or what uh, no i do believe it was the head coach the he- oh <laughs> yeah the head coach i <laughs> wasn't even thinking about that guy Doug peterson here uh, a yeah. college guy here cop
1: bad college guy oh
0: bad college guy.
1: on top of that though like god i don't know if the nfl is on notice because when you start uh giving a, a, a team, a young quarterback, that much confidence to come back from 27 points, DK? Oh, that's that's one of those. And I thought this as I was watching the game, because we spoke about this guy and we're about to get to him. That was one of those moments where young quarterbacks gotta have in their career to take that next step. We spoke about that with Kenny Pickett a good bit this year, remember? Towards the second mm-hmm. half of the season. Mm-hmm. He had a
0: he had a couple moments. He did. Trevor Lawrence. So over the weekend, I get a text from R. <laughs> period Foster, yeah, and it yeah. says, in part, is the patience with Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett what we're hoping happens from the New York Giants and Daniel Jones' perspective? It's taken Danny four years to find a system that's going to that's work, and he's proven to be good. And I guess the question, is Matt Canada the one to trust? Uh, reading that right <laughs> off my screen here. And, you know, Moan, you know what I wrote back? I just said, we're saving that for the show.
1: (laughs) And you, and you know what's even crazier? Uh, I got to give credit to my wife on that one, man. She oh yeah? brought, she sparked something in my mind. I was like, I got to text DK right now. I was like, we're going to we're gonna talk about this because we were speaking about young quarterbacks and, and and Kenny Pickett and stuff like that. I was like, well, heck, you might as well do the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's coming up with content like that. So, yeah, she's creative uh, content over here, man. So I'm, I'm here for it, DK. Right, it's but definitely- that's a good
0: question. It's definitely the Keisha episode of the uh, of, of the Ramon Foster show. It is the Keisha episode. And when Mon, when we talk about Daniel Jones, uh, actually the first thing is wow. Yeah. Um I got to say funny thing about Daniel Jones, including when he faced Pittsburgh that is he's one of those quarterbacks. Yeah. You know how you can just typecast guys? Yeah. You just look at him and say, "Oh, quarterback."
1: Yeah. He's that. Yeah,
0: he okay. is tall, super strong learned. But on top of that, instead of just being a really good pocket presence guy, right. he can really move. I mean, he's yes. got it all. He,
1: he has those tools that you're looking for. Right. And in, in today's modern NFL, can you imagine uh, a young Tom Brady running like Daniel Jones in this era? Mm. Uh, You know, Philip Rivers running like that. Drew Brees running like that. No, that wasn't no. the case. But well, Daniel Jones kind of broke that mold a little bit. And, and Josh and, Allen, too. And, yeah, and Josh Allen. But I, I I brought that question to you, DK, because I'm like, there was a portion in time in which the, the New York Giants had bad coaches, judge, they had bad coordinators. They gave the keys to the franchise to a young uh, quarterback in which, I think in that media, they were willing to write him off. They were willing to say, we don't know if we're picking up his fifth-year option. And lo and behold, Ryan Dable decides that he's going to take that job, and you match him up with a guy that has made him into a first-round winner in the playoffs since, what was it, 2017, I think, for the New York football Giants. Mm -hmm. And all I can say to myself is we're in such a microwave society, even in football why is everybody tanking to get the number one quarterback, right? Because they want instant winning. And it's not like that in in football and sports. Like, I told you one of the biggest catalysts to my career was having Munch come in and say, these years right here will be your best ones. And relating that to me by saying years five to nine were my best years. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, how come we don't hold that same standard for quarterbacks? But in this situation, though, DK, Is this one we're willing to lay back and, you know, sit back in our seats and watch Matt Canada have another year with Kenny Pickett and watch this offense try to flourish? Like, I don't know if Pittsburgh has that that patience or the team do. But where are you at in trying to say, do we, you know, pull back the reins on the horse a little bit and how we approach this now that we're seeing Daniel Jones flourish?
0: well you're you're talking about patience here and i'm yeah. looking at the giants and i see honestly moan the exact opposite circumstance here because they have the new head coach they have mike kafka as offensive yeah. coordinator after 2 years of jason garrett achieving <laughs> absolutely nothing there and before him mike shula uh, uh this is this to me is a perfect example <laughs> of why you would want to change yeah you know, no, I, I just, why would you stick it out with something that's shown for the most part to not work? So, so Daniel Jones with, with Shula had a year and with
1: Jason Garrity had, he had two, two years, mm-hmm. this will be going into year two, <laughs> With with uh, Matt Canada, man, if all things hold true, and we've yet to hear any news about replacements, people being waited on, anything like that. The mm-hmm. conspiracy theorists on social media are dropping names left and right, and I'm of the belief, DK, we can't say or do anything until the big man that that holds the head coaching position say this is where we are. Or to your point the other day, he says nothing He'd at have all. To say
0: a thing. <laughs> he just doesn't. He's already under contract. Canada is. He is. I I just feel like. If you're going to make, let's, let's look at it from a different perspective. If you're going to okay. make a change mm-hmm. at coordinator in Pittsburgh, yeah, you're going to do that uh, with Kenny Pickett's progression first and foremost in mind, which is what it should be. Yes, it is. Do it now. Not hey. after two years of getting ingrained in checkdowns and uh, and not being true. afraid to throw over the middle and no receivers being open because the guy can't draw up routes. Right. Uh, it, uh, just what? What's the point of that? Do it the, now.
1: The the other portion of this though too, DK, is you you say well it was Daniel Jones and maybe it's the system that he's running. You know what? That means a lot, right? That does mean a lot because I'm looking at this game and I say to myself, this Giants and and Minnesota game, one team on friggin' thirteen and four. Daniel Jones contributed to 301 yards, did. two touchdowns while being sacked three times. So also while throwing 24 of 35 DK.
0: Well, also that, he ran for 78 yards. And, and I mean, that's a, that is a 379 yard output from is. the quarterback.
1: And, and mind you this too. We look in Pittsburgh and this is where it kind of engaged me a lot more though. And I say to myself, Kenny has the legs. He has the accuracy. He has the ability to create and make plays. If we don't get this soon, DK, boy, it's going to get hot in Pittsburgh.
0: When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the NFL playoffs. foster show there's no way we were going to get through a discussion of the opening week of the nfl's playoffs without getting into some serious afc north ball and you know what phone that was actually my first thought (laughs) in in watching ravens and Bengals, wasn't it it was just like you know what all the rest of this was just dress rehearsal i want to see a couple of afc north teams bash each other's heads in Mm -hmm. and then have it all come down to like a single play at the end what do you know (laughs) what do you know
1: that's exactly what it turned into. I had somebody, uh, one of my coworkers here in Nashville bring up to me, there's a meme going around when you mention AFC North football, right? And it said, playing in the AFC North is like going to the slums because it shows all the fighting and people getting knocked out and hard hits, and I'm like, you know what? that's yeah it is it is the slums nobody <laughs> plays football like the afc north man and i think america got a dose of that again uh sunday night as we watched the Bengals claw it out slug it out with with the ravens but again me personally i picked uh i picked cincinnati
0: to win but I also hoped that Cincinnati would lose too. Is that okay to say, DK? It's perfectly fine. And actually, I, I got the sense from in following social media during the yeah. game that there was a lot of that among Steelers fans too. Like, <laughs> it, we hate to root for the Ravens, but geez, Bengals, yeah. Those wrangles, yeah. You know? And then the Ravens had it, yeah. You no know, backup injured backup quarterback and all, and they're down there uh, at the at the goal line, Tyler Huntley tries to go up over. John Harbaugh would say after the game that the sneak was actually supposed to go under. the ground. Kind of a big difference than it waving is. the football around up in the air. Yeah. But there was a much more powerful point, I thought, brought up by someone else afterward. And that was a certain running back. Yep. Who did not get utilized inside no. the red zone at all. And he at let it be all. known. And he let it be known. And he should have. JK Dobbins, of course. And and how how do you do that if you're the Ravens? How do you how do you say, let's try the sneak yeah. with the quarterback instead of giving it to this guy who earlier in the game had stretched like plastic yep. man?
1: Yep. The on the board. He had.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
1: And, and, but I'll say this too. Baltimore's in the same car with us as we ride along and trying to figure out offensive coordinators. Uh, they are not on board with their offensive coordinator at all when it comes down to the Baltimore Ravens. Man, he may as well be fired from the time that game was over. Man, Greg Roman is is he's gone.
0: Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's history.
1: But 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 this is the thing though. You you find yourself in these situations where you're trying to be smarter than the average bear. And I've had even you know some of the best coaches in the world say there are some dumb coaches out here. You know, and and it goes to the moments that you have and not running J.K. Dobbins. It comes to the moment to where you give a guy some type of freedom to run those type of plays. Like, that is as silly to me as not having Lamar Jackson drop back and run ball on a couple of draws during the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gets that silly to me. But this is what I I, I took from this, though, D.K. Say what you want to about where the Steelers are and how you feel about Matt Canada, Coach Tomlin, and anybody else, the defense, along with a bunch of other parts, right? But mm-hmm. this, is the, this is what it breaks down to me. I don't think we're far off when it comes to competing against everybody in the AFC North. And I think moving forward, winning the North will be as simple as paper, rock, scissors, man. So you got to do all things in order to find, your, find yourself week in and week out competing against those other three teams in the AFC North. That game last night or that game Sunday night wasn't supposed to be that close. But when you play really good defense, you don't really turn the ball over as much. You got an opportunity to beat what most people are calling the hottest team in football, the Cincinnati Bengals. That game really, had he gone underneath and let his teammates, the running back, the tight ends, push him into the end zone, we could be sitting here talking about Baltimore winning that game. It's that oh. simple because they couldn't get much traction offensively. Cincinnati I, couldn't.
0: I No, I, I just... I, to me it just it comes down to a familiarity too and I know that's something that you guys would talk a lot about as players as well There's, we just know everything about them so we're we're better equipped to be evenly matched with a team even when on paper it doesn't appear that way because yeah. you've lined up against that other guy so many times moan over the course of a season okay all the snap counts that you've had in two games in the regular season you meet them again for a third time and you had that yeah. Happened yep. with Baltimore multiple times in mm-hmm. your career where by the time you lined up, did you even feel like all that motivated to watch film that week? Because you know the guy.
1: I know him. We've done that also with Cincinnati, too. hmm We've done right.
0: <laughs> Remember? Right. Like, we've seen him three three times a
1: year, and it's, it's more or less – the stakes get a little bit more heightened. That's what playoffs do for you. you. You have the idea. We have to win this because one at that point, I don't want football to be over. I don't care how injured you are. We're watching a guy, Christian McCaffrey right now is probably dealing with all kind of injuries in San Francisco, but the aspect of winning weekend and week out, you put a bunch of stuff to the side and that's where seeing those, those divisional teams three, three times in a year, it really is for bragging rights. Like it really is for divisional dominance. And and like you said, you don't have to watch film. I just think checking your emotions at the door and also understanding, don't slip up. And I think that's what got Baltimore live. You know, Sunday night, is they slipped up and tried to do hero-like things. Sometimes, DK, when you're that familiar, you just go.
0: I'll tell you what, you you, you just mentioned this a few seconds ago, but this, watching that game last night, I'm not looking at two teams that Pittsburgh can't beat. no. I am talking about like right now. No. Never mind after a, a, a full off season of upgrades and all the cap room that they're gonna have and everything else, the ability to address the existing shortcomings. Now of course the other two teams can improve too. Of course. Okay, but well, how many more pieces do they have? But how much cap space do they have? How much you know I know, and, yeah, and, we'll and, get and, into and, that. And, yeah, and in Baltimore's case, who's gonna be your quarterback? I'm so, not sold. I'm not sold on eight.
1: Well, not I, don't in sense I don't know that, that they are. <laughs> and not in the sense that he's not good enough. He's he's that good. But I can see them trying to franchise him or threaten to franchise him to trade him away. I I I just don't know. But there's also reports from guys who've been his teammates all year long, like mm-hmm. Lamar is limping
0: bad. Well, oh, yeah, he has an issue. Like
1: this is a legit injury. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh but to your point, they're close. They're, they're competitive, this Steeler team. Oh, this yeah. ain't a runaway AFC North as it stands right now.
0: In the year 2022, the Steelers won games in Baltimore and in Cincinnati. Let's yes, remember did. that. And that's while undergoing whatever would constitute a rebuild. And if the Steelers, this one I want you to take people through. Uh, okay. Because I've heard this so many times in a in locker room. Your mindset is always win the AFC North. Yeah. Okay. Tell people why, because it's not just a machismo thing. It's not just for the t-shirts. It's no. it's an actual path toward something that's a lot bigger. Yeah,
1: it is. Winning the North is huge because it's a tough division.
0: It always is.
1: Everybody plays each other close. And I don't know if there's any division like this. I'd almost give the the NFC West, one or two teams, you know, that, that may battle each other like that. It's either San Francisco versus Arizona or San Francisco versus Seattle. It's those two that kind of go up against each other a little bit, right, when you talk about just how hard the division is. But if you make it out of it, you know you have a good team. That means you're mostly healthy also. But it also means that the style of ball that's recognized in the AFC North is we're going to fight. It ain't going to be just a regular fist fight. We're going to bring out a bunch of physicality. It's going to be, you're going to have to prove to us that the cute stuff that you do is going to work against us. And when you're good, especially Pittsburgh, and you can win the AFC North, it's a matter of that O-line trucking. The years we won it, we were real good up front and wasn't anybody that can could do anything with us, right? Defensively, it was that way also. And then you have a quarterback that's able to play in a running game. That's what it takes to win in the AFC North. Look at Cincinnati. For instance, this is the template for the AFC North. They went out and got an offensive line. They got a quarterback that's good. They got a defense that just so happened to make plays. And they capitalized in special teams with their kicker. DK, listeners, look at the template in the North. And that's why Cincinnati was overly upset with, you know, of course, the coin flip and stuff like that, right? Because they know that home field advantage means something. Despite the circumstance, I'm not minimizing that at all with what happened between the Bills and Cincinnati. Mm -hmm, But what I'm saying is this. If you make it out of the North and you're a double-digit win team and you're mostly healthy, you got a chance. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Think about the history of who's come out of the normal. I, I,
0: I was just doing that. I mean, between because Pittsburgh and Baltimore have obviously been doing it for a couple of decades, but even yeah. last year, it's funny. The Bengals make it to the Super Bowl for the first time since, <sighs> since what, like Boomerang Eisen was it or whatever. 80,
1: 80 or something? Like Anderson
0: or something. Yeah. yeah. They make it for the first time in forever. And yet nobody was surprised. <laughs> Why? because they came out of the AFC North. It's like, okay, well, the Bengals made it out of there, even though they were going up against the Ravens and the Steelers and, and to a lesser extent, the Browns. Yeah. And they made it. And it was like, oh, okay, well, of course they did. Yes, they did.
1: Think about, and you've been around some, too, on the field. When, when the big networks come in for broadcasting, they're excited to, to actually be on the practice field, to talk to the coaches and get an understanding of the city. Like, it, it's legit when, when yeah. big games come into the city like that. And they recognize what type of game it's going to be in the
0: AFC North matchups. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Let's mom. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. And that, of course, is brought to you always by our good friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. What's that mean? That means that three expert chefs fine tune every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app to be crafted for crave ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. And today's entry comes from Russ, who asks, Ooh, all the punctuation there. Hang on a less second. Here, Let's hear. Let's hear. Hey, Moan, <laughs> would you agree? that Kenny getting a full camp with all the reps, with the starters should make a really big difference in 2023, as he obviously did not have that this past season.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That also is uh, why we're calling this the Keisha episode, too, because that's what she (laughs) said. Bring it, Keisha. She's bringing it back. My wife brought that up. She's like, well, you know, you got to take time with it because, you know, it's two quarterbacks at the beginning of the season, and um, he finally got an opportunity. He's a young guy, and I'm thinking to myself, You've been around me too much. Are you listening to me and DK's episode? Yeah, what's episodes? that all you, know, about? Like, what are you, what are you really a football <laughs> wife out here? Uh, with that being said, though, that that is a huge component of it. And it's not just him getting the reps. And I know this, too. Reps matter. The familiarity of being out there, being under pressure in camp, Uh, understanding the handoffs, not with just Najee, but Jalen Warren, understanding in the rounds if they're still doing those things, Uh, timing of place, all that matters. But Kenny Pickett's also got to get better with himself too, Uh, whether that be arm strength, whether that be decision-making, whether it just be accuracy, like legitimately slowing down his throws in the offseason to pinpoint exactly where he wants the ball at. I think that's one of the things him and George Pickens kind of struggle with a little bit in a sense. Like he just tossed it up to George. and I love the fact that George can go get it, but you got to be able to know where George wants it. Where's the best places for him to get it? This is where the portion of mentally being a quarterback takes over. Why is Deontay dropping balls? Deontay, man, talk to me. What I need to do, where you need the ball, yeah. if, if we're that's running good. this that's option good. route, On this play, where do you want it Where do you want it? If you're snatching the ball down, do I need to, you know, bring it down a little bit if if I see your eyes go in? Like, you see what I'm saying? There's a bunch of those things that have to happen. You heard Ben have
0: conversations like this with receivers. Okay.
1: That's how you find it, number one. That's how you know. How does he know where to go with the ball with Heath? You know what I'm saying? Or Matt mm-hmm. Spade for that matter. Or, man, Le'Veon, you got to have it this way. Or it's the conversation he's having with his OL Fellas, I need y'all to do this this week. You know, Ben would simply have keywords or just catchphrases for us on certain plays. Hey, I just need a little time right here. I love
0: how you skip A.B. in this equation, which is oh, great. Because no, no. well, A.B. like just whatever.
1: No, when I said that's how you get a number one, I was thinking of A.B. I just moved to another No, no, guy. no. I, I meant A.B.
0: Yeah. that you don't need to communicate with him. No, <laughs> it's was it was, just like it was just whatever. Okay? It, well,
1: A.B., it was just that, though. Like, mm. give it to him in a space and he's going to roll like – but that's also the other part of it, that cohesion with your receivers. Like, I've, I've heard, you know, some of the conversations they've had while A.B. will break the route two yards short and Ben having the, 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 the athletic ability to change his arm slot to give it to A.B. on that slot. Like, that's what we need, Kenny, to kind of get those reps at. You know, D.K.?
0: Yeah, and I, I think the reason that you and Keisha feel as you do on this subject is that if you go back to this past training camp, let's remember that Kenny wasn't, when we talk about reps, sometimes people hear that it's just repetitions, repetitions, yeah. repetitions, as if it's just a number, as if it's just a quantity. No. It's also with whom you are getting those reps. Yes. And when training camp started, let's remember that Kenny Pickett was count the fingers here. Yeah. Three on the depth chart. Yes. He so was. through the better part of Latrobe, it was Mitch and then Mason. Mitch and then Mason. And then Kenny would come in and think to some dude nobody ever heard of who's already bagging groceries and 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 it would be like uh, you know that wasn't much of a prep for him at all so most of kenny's prep was in reading the playbook and talking to people and being quiet and knowing his place and if kenny were to have done something like what you describe like going up to deontay johnson and saying hey how do you want the ball he actually might have looked a little like yeah. out of, out of what's the word I'm looking for here? Like just, just shocked. Yeah. Just, well, just you know, Hey, Hey kid, that's yeah. my wide receiver. You go deal with the girl and if future grocery baggers. Done it.
1: No, you cannot overstep that boundary. Whatsoever. That's what I'm
0: talking about. No. So, so Kenny couldn't even begin having these types of conversations no. until a month into the season. And the team was already bleeping two and six. By yeah. the time you had your first chance to take a deep breath and yeah. everyone hit yeah. the big reset button that they all talk about, that's a big, big, big difference there for this it quarterback.
1: Is. And I think that's our hope going into next year is hopefully, you you know, if, if, and that's where we are right now, and anybody reporting on anything when it comes down to Matt Canada and his retention, it's a contingency with if. And I think that's our hope, if Matt Canada is the guy. I think we're all hoping that he finds out what what Kenny needs, right? He finds out what's going to work for Kenny Pickett and this offense. And what's his mobility like to move the pocket? How does he better protect himself so he doesn't get slung to the ground and bang his head to catch a concussion? There can't be any more setbacks when it comes down to his development. And I think that's what we're looking for right now because <laughs> Mitch may be here in depth. I don't know who's the backup quarterback, whether it's Mason Rudolph or whether it is, you know, Mitch Trubisky. But I think everybody and their mom know in the city of Pittsburgh and inside that building, those keys now belong to Kenny Pickett.
0: They do. They do. And and for him to have that opportunity, we didn't even mention his communications with the offensive line. Uh, Every one of those things. Every time I move to this side, you make sure you've got this taken care of and all that other yeah. talking that has to go on. Uh, all of this happened like this mm-hmm. for the young man. And let's not forget that coming out of college, you don't play 17 games. No. Um, so there, there's a lot of different variables in and, this and, mix. And, and, and DK, I,
1: I want to say this what all we're saying isn't excuse making for him either on what happened this it's year. It's real. I don't know, has there been any quarterback other than, no, Burrow was hurt after a few games with the ACL, so he got a full second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the one guy I'm correlating it to, hopefully, is is Trevor Lawrence in a sense. Not exactly like him because they're two totally different builds, but I look at him and say, if you're making that step of taking care of the ball and not necessarily taking away from your team and you're the reason why you're winning, that's what I, that's the step I want in year two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else helped Trevor Lawrence along in year two? LSD Kirk. <laughs> I do believe it was a coaching change. <laughs> Let's do it again tomorrow, Moan.
1: You dog all right.